Nerd on the Street, where three black women talk about nerdy interests, geeky pursuits, and current events that intersect and affect our lives. We are Jenna, Jillian, and Lily. If you like our show, please rate us on Apple, Spotify, or your podcatcher of choice. This helps with our discoverability and encourages us to keep bringing you more like content. As always, enjoy the show. So today on Blurred on the Street, we are going to be talking about uh, the first episode of The Courtship, which is a new uh, reality dating show. I'm just going to go ahead and read the plot summary that is on IMDb to give everybody a little uh, peek into what the courtship is about. Bringing true romance back, this Regency-style series will enable a group of eligible suitors to win the heart of the heroine. Carriage rides, handwritten letters, this is a time-traveling game for love. Basically, it is like The Bachelorette, uh, but it is at a castle in England. And the suitors and the heroine all partake of the Regency-style clothing and activities as she gets to know these uh, originally 16 men and whittles them down to decide who it is that she thinks she might want to spend the rest of her life with. The cast of characters. The heroine is Miss Nicole Remy. Her court, who come with her to this castle and are um, actually involved in helping her choose who is ultimately going to be her true love are her parents, Mr. Claude and Mrs. Claire Remy, her sister, Danny Baker, and her best friend, Tessa Cleary. The 16 suitors that start in episode one are Mr. Bokikio, Mr. Combs, Dr. Shanzer, Mr. Kessler, Mr. Chapman, Mr. King, Mr. Hunter, Mr. Lux, Mr. Saffa, Mr. Mumbre, Mr. Echavarria, Captain Kim, Mr. Castro Nuovo, Mr. Ward, Mr. Shanklin, and Mr. Holland. Episode one is called First Impressions. So why don't we jump right in with our first impressions? Like not really any specifics of what happens in the episode, but like just what what do you feel about the vibes of it when it first starts out? You're muted. You're muted, Jenna. Hi. I didn't mute myself. Microsoft Teams didn't want Jenna's opinion. Must be spicy. Yeah. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay, Okay. go ahead. 
So my first opinion is that this is definitely, just generally speaking, a show that I probably would continue watching, at least for the next few episodes. Um, Regency era is kind of my, it's, that's definitely in my wheelhouse. So um, Mm -hmm. I like that idea. I, I like the idea that we, even though this is ultimately a dating show where she is at least looking for a serious relationship, if not maybe an engagement, I do like the idea that it's going back to kind of, I guess what they would say, simpler times, um, especially with the, I guess we'll get to this later, but just um, to mention the the whole letter writing thing, I was surprised about that. Um, but also it kind of was cool to see them, like her first introduction to the uh, the bachelors or the men was through uh, letters that they wrote. Um, my first impression was not favorable. Um, okay. I I am I like Regency. I've read a lot of uh, Jane Austen and other Regency era romance novels, and some of like the research that goes into that is really in depth. Like there were definitely certain things like you could not wear, you could not say, you could not do. And like just off the bat, like the the dress the main person was wearing was just so I mean it was like a fine dress for 2022, but for back then she would never wear that as an unmarried eligible lady. Right. And it just seemed like like her parents and her sister and her friend, the the court, they were in a totally different movie than uh, Miss Remy. And even the host, the host was wearing more like mod. Like he was looking like he was in um like the 1920s and everybody else was in Regency. And then Miss Remy was like in 2022 and everybody else. Was in, and that kind of took me out of it. I didn't like that. Okay. I liked all the you know, sweeping camera views of the castle and the grounds of the place where they were. I didn't really um, try to judge too deeply in those for in that first intro, because like the first 10 minutes was really just intro background. There wasn't really anything happening in that beginning part. So I just kind of let that, that's like, to me, that was like the cold open of a TV show, you know, like it'll probably be relevant later, but at the moment, let's just see what, what they're setting up here. Yeah, I have to agree. I didn't really mention any, um, anything like Jillian did only because I didn't actually go into this thinking that it was going to be 100% let's stick to Regency era clothes and sensibilities and all that. I I knew that the hook was more of based strictly around dating and how women were sort of, I guess, introduced or into society or whatever. And even that, like, I don't know if they're really going to stick to that strictly, but, um, yeah, my first impression was more based generally on 
how they introduced the show and not how they were like actually going to be representing Regency era. Let's talk about the this this these letters that happened. Um, I mean, anybody can write, right? If you write your your writing, you're a writer. But good writing, like, really, is an art form. It's a skill that you have to polish. And these letters were her very first introduction to these men. She didn't. She's not meeting them. She's seeing them through these letters. So first, did you did you even like this epistolary section? And, and let's not even talk about the content of the letters. This is like, did you what did you feel about having this um, epistolary section in the show? I actually liked it a lot. Um, I am I do have a literary bent. Uh, you know, being a writer and a avid reader. So, um, you know, that definitely could have influenced how I saw this section, but I did like it. I thought that it was, um, it kind of has a little bit of the hook of Love is Blind, where your first introduction to a person is not based on their appearance, what they're wearing or how they look or anything like that, but just based on what they are telling you through their letters. And I I like that. I like that a lot. I'm not going to say that all the letters were like works of art or, <laughs> or anything like that. But the idea of um, them representing themselves through words um, so that she would get a first impression of them, I like that. Yeah, I like this. The only thing I didn't like was that there wasn't time for us to hear mm-hmm. all the letters. I know that would be a lot because it's 16, but then, you know, later you're kind of like trying to figure out her motivations for keeping or um, letting yeah. somebody go. And I think that would have been a good um, way to, or a good uh, way to get context for that decision later. Um, but otherwise, I thought it was a good idea. I feel like you, Jillian, I think that she, we should have met all the men through their letters instead of them sort of, they read a couple letters and then she sometimes read like a sentence or two, but then they kind of cut away and it was actually the men talking about themselves. And I feel like they could have just had like a split screen Here's the man, here's his name, and here's her reading a paragraph that they've written. I feel like I would have actually liked that introduction to them a little bit better than the the format that they really took. Because what was the point yeah. of of us knowing that they all wrote a letter and then not actually hearing it? There's not a lot of individual interaction between right. her and the men. So it it did feel like, why did she leave these guys on the balcony? Why did she decide these people were going to be in the farewell dance? And the letters could have been the viewer's um, look into her motivation behind why she was deciding this. 
I have to wholeheartedly agree that I would have preferred to hear um, like little smaller, I guess, snippets from all of the letters um, compared and, you know, and being able to see the men, like you said, like have a maybe picture the men with their names and then hear in the background her reading a part of their letter for all of them rather than like, I guess she read like three full letters maybe or something like that. And then you just hear like a little sentence or a couple words or whatever from the rest of them. They didn't really show too much of it, but I would assume that some of it was what her parents and the rest of her court were telling her because that's how they kind of set it up. Um, So, you know, but she definitely could have had a different view of the men in general than what her court was telling her. They're there to help her. They're not there to make a decision for her. So it it would have definitely been a lot better to um, kind of hear her introduction to all of the men through these letters rather than just a few. One of the ones they left in, the guy was definitely an F-boy talking about like his tongue and like bumping bellies and like find me by the scent of my cologne i was like stop and then like they did a did a cut to right. him like a cut away with his tongue and i'm like but then actually though the same guy um that i did i did think it was funny when she was like oh come here come here and she like reeled him in and like smelled yeah. his neck and she was like yeah i just want to find out if you were the one who left his cologne on the letter yeah that was very 2022 flirting oh, I know. yes I like, there is no way they would have been able to do this i thought that scene was kind of funny but i also was like would you actually really do that and I don't think I would, but yeah. I mean, so you know, we I don't we do that. Smell you. I don't think Ugh. I would ever. Yeah, no, just I'm go good. up to a guy and be like, "Let me smell your neck." Right now, I I definitely wouldn't do like, that. Like really intimate. Yes. Like I don't know. Like yeah. I feel like the act of smelling is even more intimate than other things. Like even like a an embrace, like a hug. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so Smelling them is 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 another step in that intimacy. Right. Just because this is sort of a reality show does not mean that parts of it aren't scripted. And oh, I kind of wonder. Yeah, I know. I was just gonna say. I kind of wonder if if the producers were like, we're we're gonna definitely have you because this guy wrote in his letter about yeah. smelling my clean we're gonna I mean, have you i would take it one step further and they read the letters ahead of time and was like okay so this one where this dude is talking about uh, smelling his cologne you're gonna read that out loud and then later on yeah. we're gonna have you go up to him and smell right. oh i yeah. i'm a hundred percent she sure went they... right up to him she didn't go up to right. anybody yeah, else and then it's like oh else. no you're not the right one she went right, right. right up to the right guy Right. And also, I'm 100% sure they read the letters beforehand. I think they purposely were like, I'm going to have your mom read this letter out about yeah. sexual tension. Like, that. Right. I, I am 100% sure that they did yep. that. Okay, Mrs. Remy, here's yep. your letter. Me loving words and actually loving epistolary um, setups for romances. Uh, I just feel like 
yes, it's 2022, but if you're going back to the Regency, right? Like if I had written a letter, it would have been full of cleverly concealed innuendo. Right. It would not have been me just coming right out and saying, I'm a sex you girl when I see you. Right. I don't know how much information was given to the men or direction was given to the men beforehand. Did they just say, here, we want you to write a letter? Or did they say, here's, you need to include at least one of these bullet points in the letter? I also believe that there could be no direction. They are just like, write a letter and got 20, and 22 guys, you know, like 16, are, <laughs> 16 what? guys. Right. And the no, I'm saying 2022, like the date. Oh. <laughs> All right, it's too many numbers. <laughs> 16 guys from 2022, 2022 who are all in their 20s. Um, no, I, I, think, think, I think some I think of them were in their 30s. There were a couple of who were in their 30s, but they but were, do guys grow up? That's right. the question. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I'm just saying, like, if someone just told a guy to write yeah. a letter in today's age, you know, like right. it, it, there's no way it's going to come off like Regency era writing regardless. Wow. Right. Right. So, so I, I do like, that's kind of what I meant by what did you yeah. expect? No, no, no. You know? Yeah. It was, since we're kind of talking about personalities, there is a part where um, Miss Remy, uh, Nicole Remy, the heroine, talks about how she really has grown into herself and has this confidence now to go out there and find what she wants and take it. And that's why she's on this show. And I, I really appreciated her talking about that. I mean, uh, some women aren't there and some women want to be there, but I really like when, especially a Black woman, has the confidence to say, this is what I want and I'm not going to accept anything less. That part stuck out to me as well when I was watching it, um, because I do think that it's very hard, especially for Black women in a white-centric world, to be to be able to say, um, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to go about getting it because it comes, we're seen as black women and even people of just in general, people of color. If we say we're going to go out and take what we want, that's being seen as aggressive. And, and, and whereas if a white man did that, or even some white women, then they're, they're seen as being successful and and um, working hard for what they want. Um, so I did appreciate that she had the confidence uh, to be able to say that and to and to believe it, to really be like, this is what I want. And I'm coming on this show because I felt that this was one of the few ways that I would be able to accomplish this. Um, but not just and and that, but also, and now I am at the point in my life where I am ready for this. Right. right. Like she she's talking about how this might not have been something that she could have done in the past, but she she got herself to the place where she's like, yep, this is is my time to do this. 
I don't have anything to add to that. Okay. <laughs> so very well said, both of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then let's. Why don't we? Why don't we skip? Um. So this first episode is called First Impressions, and it is really a lot of just like intro, intro, intro. It's, yeah. It's info dumping if we were reading a fantasy right. novel. Um, That's so building, if you will. Yes. There you go. There yeah. you go. Um, so so let's go ahead and skip over to the solo date that she had. Um, Miss Miss Remy got to choose one man who she would have a a solo date. Well, are you sure you don't want to skip to the the one where she was with six people that her parents and friends picked out i i mean if you want to talk about that honestly i didn't really get much out of that um and yeah. i didn't write down the names of the six i like had purposely was like oh i'm just gonna not mention this part because oh, I didn't okay really. yeah no i i agree jillian if you have jillian if you have any insight or if you you have any comments about the um the one with the six people um I think you should say it now, but I agree with yeah. Lily that it didn't make much of an impression on me. So I, and again, I don't actually remember who the men were to, okay. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, so that, that was, would be my comment was that I thought it was weird that they chose not to linger on that a little bit more. And, you know, if it's, Regency, like the first thing was she would never be left alone with that many men. There was actually a point in this episode where Miss um, Remy got to sit down alone in a room with six men that were chosen by her court for her to uh, have a little closer um, conversation with. Yeah, so they were set uh, in a room off to the side of the ballroom and they were having tea with her six gentlemen and uh, Miss Remy. And I agree that it didn't leave much of an impression. Like it didn't really, you didn't even really, they, they did a lot of camera sweeps and jump cuts. So you don't even really know who's in the room, but I thought that would have been a great opportunity for them to just stop and pause and like have the court say why they chose those men. Because it's just like, okay, here, meet this person. Here, up to you with this person. Here's this person. Here's this person. It's like, okay, but, like, why, you know? Um, I thought that would have been good because, you know, these the court are there to guide her, but really they were just kind of there. And I thought there could have been more of a, a chance for them to say, you know, what their first impressions were. I thought that was a missed opportunity. That's all I wanted to say. I don't I, remember at all who who those six men were specifically. Yeah, neither. It did not make a huge impression on me. This was sort of an opportunity where you could actually see how a young woman in Regency era might have um, so, so-called private conversations with right. men, even if there were other people in the room. Like, they could have had her court there. They could have had music yeah. in the background. And then... Yeah. Um, shown like how women were able to talk to men on a sort of on a more private level. So yeah, what I am hearing, 
what I'm hearing is that Jenna and Jillian, you need to be writing all this stuff down and then go ahead and pitching this concept yeah. to actual to Bravo, <laughs> like yeah. HBO or something, you know? Yeah, NBC Universal. Yeah, I like with the HBO. That'd be too tame for HBO. The, the this this little thing that she had with the the six men was largely unremarkable um but it did it did give the viewer it, i do i do agree we should have been able to to see the men differentiate between between them a little better because it would yeah. have been a a really ample opportunity for the viewer to see who made an impression on the court like who right. they thought yeah she needs to to um get a little bit closer with this with these guys and we didn't right. really get that out of it so no. yeah so that was a bit disappointing everybody's back in the the ballroom and um miss remy is set loose to uh walk around and decide she wants a solo date with and she chooses Mr. Bokikio to uh, go out onto the back lawn with again alone no one no one yeah. no one else yeah nothing whatever well, the, the servants don't count remember Wow. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, there should have been somebody, somebody out there. I know a guardian would always been, like, go. Invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. They could have, they could have just been yeah. like on another side of the lawn. Like, right. that happened. Yeah. Pretending yeah, to. I mean, yeah. there are definitely, there were definitely ways. Chaperone. In, right. the, in, in the, that the Regency people they had, like, were able yeah, to have it, alone time, but not be alone. Yeah. So, Mr. Bokikio, how what's the out there on the lawn? Fireworks going yes. off. What what y'all think? I have to say, I did not find him that remarkable, and I was <laughs> a little surprised that she chose. Yeah, him. me too. Although she kind of did say that she chose him because she wanted to know more about him, and that. Yeah. She didn't feel like she had gotten enough information, I guess. So I guess I could yeah. see why. But I also feel like for, if it was me um, and the mm -hmm. end game is that you're looking for a relationship, I would have definitely chosen someone that I felt that I had more of a connection to and not right. someone who I needed to learn more about. Like the whole point of the ball was that she was supposed to be able to learn about them while they were in the ball. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting how, how the camera, like the editing is done because we saw her talk to like a lot of men uh, when she was walking around the ball. And then again at the, the six person sit down. But I don't remember her talking to him even for a second. So, I mean, maybe she did, but it just was, it didn't make the, the final cut of the episode. But she did mention that, oh, he had, like, really great eye contact with me. And I was like, yeah. okay, that, that's something. But, like, they don't do a very good job storytelling the editors and the producers right. of the show. That, at least not that I can see. Maybe because it was 16 people, they had to, like, you know, it's interesting how they, like, focus on things. Because the season's already been shot. 
So as an editor, we're like, okay, who am I focusing on at the beginning that might be someone that you root for for the end? And like, you know, it's very, it's very pointed how they do that kind of storytelling in film and television. I feel a little bit differently. I actually think if it had been me, I would have chosen someone for the solo date that I didn't have enough time to talk to or or spend any time with because that's that's what I can do now if I already know I like someone I'm probably like they're going to end up on the balcony anyway right so I don't really need to to cultivate that at least in this first episode right I'm like oh he's definitely staying so let's move on to someone else who I may be on the fence about or I may not even remember their name yet okay I that that's a good point I I kind of agree I could agree with that um and go along with that I do feel like these decisions are being made um like the solo date the six men who the court picked but you don't really see anything behind that it's just like oh these men and I'm like well why did they pick them like what was the reasoning behind what was the reasoning the solo date like what was the reasoning behind it she did sort of mention the eye contact and whatever but i would have preferred to have seen a little bit more of or an explanation okay right i know i know who i'm going to put up on the balcony so let me choose someone who i don't know whether they're going to make it or not so that i can have a little bit more one-on-one time to what to to consolidate whether yes they're gonna I'm gonna have them join them other men I know are gonna be on the balcony. As a viewer, I need to be taken along on the journey mm-hmm. and not just kind of like plopped and like I don't get it because otherwise right. you're gonna lose your viewers, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. So so this solo date did end with fireworks and a kiss. It was a yeah. pretty in-depth kiss for a Regency yeah. uh, time. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah. y'all. They were I swept asked, up in the romance was, of it. Yeah. <laughs> Women can do whatever they want, yeah, but. Yeah, and we're not going to, we're not going to I'm not gonna, I'm not anybody, but, but my tongue would not be introduced to their tonsils. In, it, especially in this situation, I just yes. feel like I wouldn't be showing that much. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's it's different. It's different for me because I'm ace, right? So like that kind of stuff is not something that I am. Ne- that's not gonna. Uh, uh, how how someone kisses is not going to be the basis for why I want to be a relation in a relationship no. with someone. But I do know for allosexuals, that is really important. She did mention that chemistry is very important to her and she didn't feel she had chemistry with some people and she didn't feel she connected with some people. So she's not just looking for an emotional connection and that's okay. It's okay. If, if sex exactly. is to you important, yeah. then hey, maybe you need to have that kiss right away to be like, it's it's happening, it's popping, or it's not. Go. It's fizzled. You know, if you're saying that this is Regency and I want to know somebody's heart, their soul, their being, then I think some of the physical has to come out 
mm-hmm. until maybe later in the program. Like, I'm not saying not do that because it is 2022. You're, you set a precedent saying, I'm really going to get to know these people on a deeper level. And she, uh, Miss Remy said that I'm excited to get to know people on a deeper level. I'm like, great, do that. But like, um, right. but maybe I'm, I'm wrong in saying that because some people feel that they can do that, like with, you know, physical touch and kissing and stuff like that. You know, she did mention chemistry quite a few mm-hmm. times about being important yeah. to her. And so her love language may be physical touch and that's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that but it also kind of goes against the whole idea of the regency setting in the sense because that wasn't a big thing especially when you are first introduced to someone they're definitely not dipping 100 into dating regency style right Right. One of the things that actually attracted me to this show was that they said Regency style. So I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be people learning each other on emotional levels and they're going to leave sex at the door to the castle. And, you know, I don't know that it's a little bit disappointing because, again, it really does. So the the word allosexual is for. Um, is used for people who do absolutely consider that sex is an important, maybe even the most important part of a relationship and that relationships cannot exist um, on on a certain level without sex being included. To be honest, chemistry can be anything, right? Like, like I had tons of chemistry with... Um, with uh, Captain Kim, because he really pinged like all of the aesthetic attraction that I like, like every bit of it. I was like, he was hot. Yes, he was hot. yes. He, he. I definitely felt the same way. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right. Like, yeah. Captain Right, even just the the Captain Kim, I'm like, oh okay, yeah. all right, okay, right on, not just <laughs> right. So, so actually mentioning Captain Kim, because sadly, um, when she did the farewell dance, he was one of the men that got called. The setup for the farewell dance is sixteen guys. She chooses six of them that she's going to have this this, uh, last dance with. Um, Three are going to leave, bye-bye, pack your your, um, boots and and your cravats and see you later. Um, And three of them will manage to make it on the balcony. The, The balcony guys are very generically like, oh, this guy made it through, you know, whatever. He's up there on the balcony, I guess. Can um, I, and I just want to, I just want to explain quickly because we keep all saying on the balcony, like it's literally literal, on the back, just for anyone who hasn't actually seen the show. It's a literal balcony. It's, it's literally like a, a balcony that uh, surrounds the, um, the ballroom and that's where the, the mm-hmm. men who she are going to continue on, who have They're saved, safe. are going to continue on, um, at least for the next episode, 
they are up there on the balcony and um right and I, like the setup of this farewell dance is there's so so it's 16 guys and six of them are down on the floor for for the farewell dance so 10 guys ranged out on this balcony the parents the sister the best friend the whole, the court sitting on you know uh at the edge of the dance floor and then and everybody's eyes are like lasered on her yeah. dancing with these six and it's like this furious whispering back and forth as as yeah, she tries to talk to hard. them and it yeah. was it was really weird like i was like it okay was. yeah and it was and it was funny too because it it they they did have a few where it was like the, some of the men on the balcony were like, "Oh, that guy's a solid dude. I hope she keeps him." Like, you know, like, like everybody kind of was advocating everybody for it, was, yeah. right? I, so the one yeah. thing that I actually do like about the about reality dating shows is the part where you get to see the men gossiping, cause like, yeah. okay, yeah. like it's not just right. women; it's right. not just women. Right. The, the right. men getting into it too. They do. They do. Here's the farewell dance. Mr. Ekavaria, sorry, I cannot roll my R's. Um, Mr. Lux, Captain Kim, Mr. Safa, Mr. Ward, and Dr. Shanzer. Spoiler alert here, if you have not watched the show, um, stop and I, I think probably just stop the episode here we'll catch and, you and, in two weeks yeah and wait yeah and wait until yeah. you watch it i'm just gonna say it right out mr ecavaria mr ward um and dr shanzer get sent home mr lux captain kim and mr safa get saved the problem the problem suitor here we go mm -hmm. let's talk about, uh -huh. Like my notes, my notes basically say, Dr. Shanzer, why? And then like 18 question marks. So Dr. Shanzer. So can, I, can I first, I just want to, I just want to say that um, our first sort of real introduction to Dr. Shanzer was, uh, besides him like arriving at the place, um, okay. was him talking with her mom who really seemed impressed with him. Um, yeah. They had mostly, the whole medical thing in common because right, her yes. mom is a doctor. Yeah. Right, that's what I was going to say. Mostly because they had something in common. Um, but even then when they were kind of whispering uh, like while she was dancing and stuff, um, you know, I think her, I think it may have been her sister who was really like, oh, I think she has a lot of chemistry with Dr. Shanzer. And I was like, I didn't I, see it. I didn't see it. And I never like, yeah. I didn't like him from the beginning. I thought he was arrogant and yep. yeah, I just, I was not, I, I, I was happy impressed. that he, I was happy that he left, but here, here we go in the farewell oh, dance, left. like at the <laughs> end here, like his, Can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jillian. So Let's he, set, he, set this he's up. dancing with her. Oh, sorry. He's dancing with her. And then all of a sudden, he's like, they stop. And he pulls out, like, this box. And in the box is a rose quartz crystal. 
and he is explaining to her like, oh, this will open up your heart chakra and it'll help you really make the right decision to see who's really here for you. And I I kind of dinged her a little bit, too, because she was just like, I don't think the chakra is for me. I was like, girl, that's not how chakras work. But OK, as soon as he pulled out that thing, I was like, oh, my God, he's got a present. Uh-oh. I know you do too much. I didn't. You do yeah, too much. Like, like, I wasn't thinking it was a ring or anything, but I was no. like, oh, my God, this guy has a present. Bitches for like her. crystals. Really? I, did, I, I, I expected it to be jewelry crystals. of some kind, and I expected right. it to be, like, a a statement sort of jewelry piece right. that was going to be way over the top for this being the first episode. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's he exactly really what thought I thought. He was doing some. Right. He did. He, but, and, and like all the way up into the end, then there's a part when she says, no, I think it's time for you to go home. And he says, yeah. why? Yeah. Just tell me why. What's what? What is what? Blah, blah, blah. And he could. And then he said, I think yeah. you're making a big mistake and stomped oh, out and of the, every, the whole room. Plus the right? sister and the best friend. Right. Well, were like, oh, uh, no, he didn't. Uh-uh. Did did he just say what I think he said? Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That was the drama I was looking for. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I, like, I actually yeah, you're doing too much. You yeah. Are. So as soon as he, as soon, first of all, as soon as he brought out the jewelry box, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna make a big statement. He's gonna embarrass yeah. himself, and because I could tell that she was sending him home, like I really could yeah. tell. And I, I, I almost wonder if he could tell too, and that's why he did. Yeah, that. that's why he did right. the thing. I gotta make a big move. Bitches like big mm-hmm. moves. Right. I yeah, wonder so if I wonder if the producers maybe now I think his words were all genuine, but I wonder if the they might have picked him up. They right? might they might have picked him up. They might have said, "Go yeah. ahead, yeah, we saw you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. like right now. Yeah, you need to, son. you need to, or, or they, they could have been like, you need to make a statement here. We don't think yeah. you're gonna go it, get get past this. Make right. a big statement, make a big fuss or something. Like you don't, you yeah. don't know what they were saying. I think he, I think that." Um, the words that he said were genuinely his and that's genuinely his personality but you never know who was coaching him behind the scenes right you know when she she got him he i remember now he was one of the six at the private tea and he said to her oh i'm gonna have so much to talk to your mom about and there was like a pause pause and everybody was like right. um dude what are you talking about i was like oh oh but she's a doctor too oh it's right. like that's when it, it was like you're not no no i i do actually remember because he, yeah. he kept making it a point to call himself dr shans yeah. shans yeah. actually you know that yeah. was him pushing his 2022 right. sensibilities that like having doctor in front of your name is right. is more is is some impressive feat that makes you uh superior to to your cohorts. Right. You you also have to have a personality hey. and it would help if you were nice to me, you know, for a second. Nothing against anesthesiologists. I'm not trying to be mean about them, but I do think Jenna's that be- hedging her bets for the next time she has surgery. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I do think that they have 
I think that anesthesiologists sometimes can have a bit of a God complex because of how important their job is. And it gives off a bad vibe. I mean, I just didn't like him because he very much had like a lot of the red flags that come up when people talk about like controlling men and men who become Mm. abusers and that sort of thing. Especially his reaction to being let go was he was extra mad. So they're just like everybody else was like, okay, I understand. Thanks for your time. He was like, you're making a mistake. Actually, I don't think anymore. Yeah, no. It's cool to be upset, right? It's cool to be emotional. You came there. You thought you had a chance. But he went straight for the attack. Especially like first meeting her. I think that if he wanted to be like, you know, there's one thing about you're making a mistake, but he could have said it so much nicer. What he should have said was, thank you for giving me a chance. I wish we had been able to get to know each other better, but I wish you luck in finding your your true love. Right. Whatever. That's what he should have said. I mean, because that's most that's basically the what the other guys said and you know exactly right yeah anyway so immediately got defensive and that's definitely a red flag to me yeah no i i agree i i if if i was on the fence about him prior to that then him saying that i definitely would have been like nope Rounding out this week's episode, we're going to go through our recommendations. Um, So I'll start. Mine would be, okay, if you work with yarn, then get yourself a yarn winder. I just got one. And it's already like the best thing I have bought for my apartment. I don't, don't wind by hand. Jillian. Don't do it anymore. Yeah, I, just, I see yours. Oh, mine is like the same as yours, but mine is blue. Jet, I, Jillian, I Jillian just holding one up and it's green. Like literally yeah. this week, got that. Oh, I okay. I was like, why didn't I just get this before? Right. <laughs> Me too. I was like, oh my god, this is magic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I got the, I got the the tree thing that you can hold the shank or the skein of yarn and it also spins while you're doing the thing yeah i didn't get one of those but i am already like yeah i think i probably am they talk about like what's on like something we're also interested in not necessarily recommendation but like kind of like a tbr to be read to be watched that sort of thing so on my list is i actually got um the 1619 project Uh, It's waiting for me at the library, but I can't pick it up today. We're recording on a Sunday. Initially, when it first came out, there were already like 100 people who had lined up for um, it to uh, uh, on the request line. So I was like, let me just wait. And then the other week, I was like, I really want to read this book. Let me just get in line. And there were only 25 people ahead of me. And so now it's finally my turn and I'm really excited to read it. Well, I have a book recommendation. Actually, it's a a graphic novel and it is called The Many Deaths of Layla Starr. 
um, and it is it's a a Boom Studios uh, graphic novel uh, written by Ram V, and the artist is Felipe Andrade. It is really amazing. It is basically okay. um, that a a child is is just on the verge of being born who will one day discover the secret to eternal life. So upstairs, um, death gets the the boot, gets fired because death won't be needed anymore once eternal life is uh, is created. So so death, death, the avatar of death gets sent down to earth to live a mortal life in the body of Layla Star. And then my um, To Be Read uh, is a book as well. And it's called The Love Con by Sericia Glass. The tagline is all's fair in love and cosplay. Yeah, so I'm very interested in this book. Uh, I will admit that it is bumped up to the top of my list because it's due at the library and has no renewals. Oh, okay. But that uh-huh. doesn't mean that I'm any less interested. It just means that right, it became right, right. more urgent for me to read right. it. I'm going to start with my TBR because I actually don't really have a recommendation this huh. week. Okay. Um, That's cool, too. Um, so my TBR is... Uh, I have it uh, on my audiobook list. We've discussed this before. I'm mostly an audiobook listener um, just because of issues that I have with Carpal Tunnel and stuff like that and holding books. It's called Blood Scion. Which Ooh, I'm by... so interested in that too. <laughs> yeah. And the author is right. uh, Deborah Falehi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it's F-A-L-A-Y-E. And um, it is supposed to be, it's inspired by Yoruba Nigerian mythology. And it's basically um, the main character is a female teenager who is a scion, which is a descendant of the ancient Orisha gods. And it's, you know, like a fantasy action kind of... um, book and I've just heard a lot about it the cover is fantastic it's up there on the top of my TBR it's going on my TBR oh it so is yours already yeah. on my TBR so yeah oh, okay sometimes I will add stuff to my TV read and be like or like I'll be, see somebody else talking about a book and I'm like oh I'm gonna add that I'm like oh I, I already did okay it's already <laughs> there yeah <laughs> The blood sign is already on my want to read. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I also, since I don't actually have a recommendation for this week, I do have another um, book that's on my TBR. Um, okay. And it's called Okayu to the People. So by the title, if you are a Marvel fan, you will realize that this is a novel set in the Black Panther world. Um, it's about her being in the royal court before she was uh, Dora Milaje. Wait, um, what what was it again? Okay. Okoye. Okoye. Is it a graphic novel or is it a novel novel? So, uh, I mean, there is also 
graphic novelizations that are like longer form type things. Right. Right. So this might might be that. It might be that. Um, But anyway, one of my favorite authors wrote it. um, E.B. Zoboy, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, She, I love her. And then also is narrated by one of my favorite audiobook narrators, Bonnie Turpin. And she is fabulous. Yeah, she's great. Yes. Oh, you've heard of her. Okay. Yes. Yes. I, I like, do not oh, know Bonnie Turpin, so I have to look Bonnie Turpin. The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Lacks. Uh, Moon Witch Spider King, which I actually want to read that. Oh, that's on my queue, too. Yeah. That's on my queue. Um, she did uh, the, um, what was it? Uh, the Tomi Idiami book series. Oh, Children of Blood and Bones? Yes. Yes, uh, I, yeah, did. Yeah, I do know her my, voice that's then. On my yep. List yep. too. Yeah, that's yep. on my list too. Yes, yeah. I I did actually listen to that audiobook, yeah. so I do rec- right. would know. Her voice yeah. 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 So uh, so yeah, so she's she's really really good, um, and so those are my two TBRs. Well, I I think that's that's a wrap for this episode then, yep. and we'll. Be back in two weeks. Come yes. back to Blurred on the Street. Thanks so much for listening. Follow Blurred on the Street at Blurred Street on Twitter and Blurred on the Street on Instagram and TikTok. The Blurreds are Jenna, who can be found at Philly Girl JL. That's P-H-I-L-L-Y. G-I-R-L-J-L on Instagram and Twitter and Philly Girl J-L-H P-H-I-L-L-Y G-I-R-L-J-L-H on TikTok. Jillian, who can be found at Jillian.Corin that's J-I-L-L-I-A-N dot C-O-R-I-N-N-E on Instagram and TikTok. And Lily, who can be found chatting on Twitter at Elise on Life, that's A-L-I-S-E-O-N-L-I-F-E, and posting creative talents on Instagram at Lily PHL, L-I-L-L-I-E-P-H-L.